0: version i call it version because every week it's different right california haunts radio my name is charlotte i'll be your host for the next hour or so i am also the owner of the california haunts paranormal investigation team based out of sacramento california we're actually 35 strong up and down the state of california which means we're in almost every city so if you have a paranormal problem i forgot to put you i'm yakking so much you didn't push my button hang on there we go so if you have a paranormal problem we'll come out for free to check to check it out To help you out, you know, because it may not be paranormal at all. It's not like we're going in saying, "Hey, you have a ghost." First, we gotta check it out, see, you know, if if there's natural things in the house that are causing problems. Then we go from there, right? But the best part of the whole thing is the service. It's done all free. We do it volunteer, so it doesn't cost you anything. We want to go on educate and help people. That's that's what our goal is. But we do take donations. You can tell by that thing floating down at the bottom of the page down there. We do take donations, and that's how we support the team, equipment, all the radio stuff for the radio show. That's how we support it. PayPal.me at California Haunts and Venmo, California Haunts. And I do want to thank everybody for their donations. We've had quite a few donations come in. Fantastic. It's helping me pay the bills. I still have a ways to go, but uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyhow, we've got a great guest tonight. Mariana Corwitz is our guest today you know ah uh, you know when people have babies or they're gonna have a baby and they're trying to figure out a baby name and they're trying to figure out the best name for their baby you know people will t- some people will take will take a whole nine months to name the baby sometimes even when the baby's born they don't have a name. The guest has a technique I'll let her explain it better than I can where names correspond to numbers. And your name can mean something about your personality, sometimes about your destiny and things like that. That goes for like house addresses too. So it's really cool. And I heard her on another show and I wanted to bring her on because I thought what she had to say was so fascinating. So uh, without further ado, let me bring Mariana on. Hello. Hi there. How are hey. you today?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. I'm so excited to have you on today.
1: It's so good to be with you.
0: Terrific. Can you tell us a little bit about you, ma'am? Well, I
1: have a background in education and psychology, so started my professional career as a teacher and always have been interested in human behavior as well. So when I was teaching in elementary classroom, I realized that kids with the same name were often very similar. And so I thought it was my imagination, checked with my fellow teachers and they were seeing the same thing I was. And so that got me studying some of the ancient tradition in naming and realized that if we go back centuries, there were the naming process took place very methodically. So if someone was going to be a leader in life or had to be a leader, they were given a name that had energy that would help them be a leader. Or if someone was going to be more subservient they would get a name that would help them not want to step out in front of the pack. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and this was done very, very scientifically and mathematically parents would actually go to name givers to people who understood how to put these formulas together. And that's how they would name their children over time. We kind of lost touch with that. And now we just look at the surface features, but that is still a very big part of every single name. And our names do affect us with their energy patterns.
0: And so you have obviously you, you, you have studied all this.
1: Yes. I've been studying names for probably 25 years now. Um, So so just looking at the different facets um, Mm -hmm. we have first names, we have last names, we have middle names, we have full names, and each one of them will affect us in a different way. So I look at that. I also look at how names affect compatibility. And our choices in life. So we actually choose our professions oftentimes by the energy in our names. So all of those things can come together to really help us get to know ourselves better and the people in our lives better.
0: I had no idea about any of this. This is really cool. That's why I wanted to get you on. I want to find, <laughs> you know, I want to pick your brain and find out more about this. Because, I mean, like you had mentioned, and I, I had looked on your website, and you had mentioned a school that you taught in where there were certain names of certain kids and they had similar attributes. these kids, even though they weren't related.
1: Right. And of course, when you're a teacher in a classroom, you are always worrying about who's going to be the troublemaker, especially when you're teaching first and second grade, like I was. And so I started to notice, huh, the kids, the boys who were named Jeff or Jason, lots of high energy. They were talkative. They were getting out of their seats all the time. And I thought, Oh, I don't want to see a Jason or a a Jeff on my class list and realized after I studied names that those particular names create a lot of adrenaline. So if you have that name, you're kind of raring to go all the time. You always want to jump into conversations, talk a lot. And that's what the name is meant to do to create a lot of energy that's new and exciting and creating a really strong extrovert.
0: But how does that work that I mean anybody any of us could like 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 my mom and dad named me after my grandmother, for instance, you know, and and I mean sometimes people will just pluck names out of the atmosphere and go, okay, yeah, I want to name my kid this while still mm-hmm. in the womb. How does that work? I mean, if, if I were to come out maybe a boy say I was a boy, I would have come out of Jason, I would have had all this energy.
1: It um it would appear that our parents just choose our names for us, but in working with a lot of parents in the baby naming process, I realized that that's not what's happening per se. There's a lot of hints along the way. And a name might, like your name belong to your grandmother, but the energy of the name is what is going to be a fit for you or not. So there are many names with the same kind of energy as your name have has. And so I've come to realize that I think even before a child is born, there's this kind of interaction that takes place with the mom where the baby is saying, you know, I'm I'm really going to be this pistol of a person and I'm going to get out there and change the world, or I'm going to be this writer. So I want a name who's going to really give me that or name that's going to give me that energy. So early on, moms will tell me they have dreams that say, you know, name me this or they see something when they're out on a walk. And I think that's some of the conversation, the energy conversation that's taking place between the mom and the baby, letting them know this is the name I want.
0: Interesting. And then I was just thinking too that if the baby is really active in the wound, you know, if if, if it's a mm-hmm. kicker or something, the mother might, you know, want to name it after, after, oh wow, we've got an athlete here. It keeps kicking.
1: That's right. And so, and and what's really important to realize too is that a lot of names and words per se have a specific purpose to them. So let's say we look at the name river or the word river, and that word was created initially to represent something that's always moving and always flowing, going from one place to the next. Well, when you give a person that name, you can expect that person to be always moving and always flowing. And it becomes then a challenge to take care of that energy and, keep it focused so that it doesn't get out of control and create too much adrenaline.
0: Very interesting. And you also do this with addresses too, right? I mean, you, 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 you can do that for places you live.
1: That's right. The, for a house or a building uh, location, the address is actually the name. So um, it's, it's the way because when I look at names and patterns and names, I'm translating them into number patterns or numerical patterns. And so with an address, it's already a number. And Mm -hmm. so you can take a look at what is that energy going to be within that house. Um, The book that I wrote, Addresses Count, um, I actually wrote at the request of a good friend of mine who is a real estate person. And when she was selling houses, she would always come to me and say, what's the energy of this house? What kind of an owner would best fit in this location? Mm -hmm. And she found out it was so accurate. She said, I need to have a little guidebook that can help me when I list a house with a certain address to know in advance who's going to be a good fit for that particular location.
0: Wow. Okay. So how do you, if you look at somebody's name, how do you figure out the corresponding numbers that go with that name?
1: I look at the, there's three components to a, a name, what I call a name chord, and it's just like a chord in music. So you have the vowels, which is one numerical number, the sum of whatever the components are in the vowels. Mm -hmm. And then there's the consonant number, and then there's the two that add up together. So you have these three numbers. So let's say that um, for a particular name, the name chord is one, one, two. That means the vowel is a one number, the consonants are a one number, and the two together make up a two. So that's how we we create the structure of the name, and then we can take a look at what that means and the archetypes that are connected. Um, I have a friend who is a a musical composer, and he was saying that the classical composers in the past actually did create music numerically. Really? Someone like Bach, in his music, Uh with a particular name pattern. And it was hidden. People didn't know that was happening. But there's actually that numerical aspect in our music compositions.
0: I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Wow. I studied music too. That's crazy. So how do you help? Okay. Have people come to you for help with, with choosing names for their babies at all? They do. So I work with
1: all aspects of naming. And sometimes a person will come to me for their own name and just saying, you know, I really want to know what my name is meant to do and how it's supposed to mold my personality. And some people have choices. So let's say a Benjamin, he can go by Ben, he can go by Benjamin, he can go by Benny. Um, so people will say, which is the form of name that is really best for me and what I want to do. And then we have the various aspects of names. So the first name affects you on an everyday basis and your personality the most,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, the surname affects everyone in the family, but on a lesser level and the full name affects people on a professional level. And so when it comes to travel or finances as well, because that's where that full name appears. So you have choices. When you have a signature, you can have your first name, middle name, surname, first name and surname alone, first name, middle initial, and surname. And each one of those will have a different name cord. So people will come to me and say, okay, I want to be um, someone who is involved in owning a business. Which one of the forms of my name is really going to help me the most? Or sometimes I've worked with a lot of entertainers in California. They'll come to me and say, you know, I'm trying to get my big break which name form should I use? And in some instances, people even say, I think I better change my name because what my name is saying about me is not who or what I want to be at this point.
0: Interesting. So a name like mine, perhaps. I mean, I, I, I it's not fair to have you do it. I'm just saying, I mean, I've got what? D-A-J-R-L-T-E-E. So I've got the, what? Eight letters in my name. Mm-hmm. So how, if I wanted to figure out what to do with my name, how would I do that? You're actually looking at patterns and on
1: my website, MarianaCorwitz.com, there are, there is a naming lab that you can go to and you can put your name into that lab Mm -hmm. and it will tell you what your archetype pattern is for your name. You can also get a little name report card and see how the different characteristics in life shape up with your name. So for instance, if you want to see how your name supports relationships or how it supports finances, you can do that. So you're looking at not so much the number of letters, but what those numbers represent. So for instance, the letter A in the alphabet is the first letter. And so it has a numerical one associated with it. And if we look at the next vowel that comes up, it's the letter E and it's the fifth letter in the alphabet. Mm -hmm. So it has a number five associated with it. So let's say that someone's name was Anne, A-N-N-E. She would have an A and an E in her name. So that's a one and a five. And we add those together and that makes a six. So that vowel number in her name is a six. And then we would do the same thing to find the consonant number and then we would add those and then we get that chord that plays together in that kind of energy in the background.
0: Now I know you were able to, I I know you kind of watched this stuff when you were teaching, but how accurate is this for for people when when they do it?
1: Extremely accurate. Um, I've done a lot of radio shows throughout my career and Um, in many of these shows, talk radio. So people will call in and say, tell me about me. Or they'll say, I have two children. Tell me about John and Charlie. And in all the years that I've been doing radio, there have only been two situations where people said, no, you're wrong. And in one of those, what happened was that the person had not spelled their name for me because it's all about the spelling. Mm -hmm. So A-N-N is different than A-N-N-E. Right. And in the other instance, the person had not told me the name that they use most often. So when that's the case, um, it's the name that you use most often that is going to affect you to the largest degree. But other than that, it's been completely accurate. Now, it's not that people with the same name are identical, but they're going to have some very similar characteristics, like I mentioned with Jason's. They're going to have a lot of that adrenaline flowing. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be the kind of person you tell them you can't do that. just watch me; I'll show you.
0: Interesting. Jerry kind of liked the find that. I guess her grand, her her son made it, or her son or daughter made up her grand her granddaughter's name. And she's curious. It's Z E Y, L A N A.
1: What is it again?
0: Z E Y, L A L A N A. L A. N A. N-A. So, Zelena? Yeah. Okay. Since it's there, we might as well (laughs) try
1: it out. (laughs) It is is an unusual name and an unusual spelling, which I haven't seen before, but, of course, I can quickly look at the pattern. And, interestingly enough, because it is, um, in this instance, you would say, well, that's an unusual name. It actually is going to cause... um, this individual to want to step outside the box, be unconventional, um, really want to be freedom oriented. So not someone that's going to be told what to do easily and very independent, self-sufficient and very pioneering. So as I'm assuming now, this is still a child. um, But as this child is being raised, encouraging those traits are going to be very important because if you tell someone with a name where, restlessness and freedom is a part of things and you say no no you've got to fit in the box and you've got to be very traditional you can have some behavior saying oh no 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 this just doesn't feel right but that's where that name is going to go it's going to go in down unconventional paths a lot of variety in life a lot of different experiences and adventures and getting bored very easily
0: wow that's really cool. i want to have to do my name at some point because I, I'm just it just it just makes me curious. You know, I've had it done with a different net, you know, with a different type of numbers technique, and then you know, never with the technique that you that you use. And so it'd be interesting to see, you know, what, what I'm supposed to be destined for, as opposed to what I'm doing. And Jerry says yes, so she agrees with you on. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's really cool though. And how long did it take you to develop all this to, you know, figure out this technique? Well, I've
1: been working with this for, like I said, over twenty-five years, Uh and it's not my technique per se. I'm kind of reviving it from the past and from ancient times. Mm -hmm. Almost all of your ancient cultures had some understanding of language. Now, of course, initially when names were first given, there um, was no writing. So we didn't have alphabets. It was more sound combinations that were going together. And then the different cultures would start to develop these different characters and the Asian cultures, they have the various characters. And then the characters would have a certain energy because they're like little drawings. Uh In fact, in, um, Asian cultures, if you look at some of those characters, the way that you're creating the characters will actually enhance like a martial artist. Um, so they'll, under, they'll understand and study calligraphy in order to rev up the power within their own bodies, because they know how much the movement through letters makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So in studying that, I took a look at all of that and then brought it into modern times to see how does it apply now? So for instance, middle names, really are kind of a newer development. Now in European cultures and in royalty, people did have middle names going back. They would have sometimes five or six names. Um, Sometimes for religious purposes, there would be middle names or double middle names. But overall, for most people, it's more since World War I, World War II, that the middle names started to get developed. Initially, a lot of the middle names, especially for women, were the same names. They were Anne, Marie, Lynn. Those three names were used over and over as middle names, kind of as placeholders. Oftentimes for the boys, the middle name was the father or the grandfather's name. So um, that was initially how middle names were started. But now I'm seeing more that people are actually looking at more creative middle names. And in my study, what I'm seeing is that the middle name tends to join right and left brain connection. So um, we're developing more with our mental, emotional capabilities. And so the middle name becomes a really important role in doing that and joining how a person functions.
0: Now, I was just thinking about this. I mean, when you talk about names, can people apply this to say they're opening a business?
1: Absolutely. So some of the work that I do works with business naming and product naming because when you name a business, the energy of the name is going to affect the business and some of the businesses or products that have failed. And I've looked a lot at this as well. They were kind of going in that direction before they actually went through that failure. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I know the purpose of a business and the personality of the individual who's running the business, we can construct a name that's really gonna set things up
0: for the best success. It's kinda of like the use of buzzwords or keywords with stuff, you know, like, like online when you're trying to use those keywords to get people to come to your site and, and all that. So in a way it's it's kinda of like that. Because you're you're trying to evoke an emotion you know with, with the name to to evoke some memory or emotion to try and you know draw people in.
1: Right. And so everything has energy. We don't think of it much. I I often um, relate how name energy works similar to color energy. So um, colors have their own energy. We look at a lot of these things as just our association. Mm -hmm. So with names, you can mention any name and people will have a response. Oh, I hate that name. Or, you know, I knew someone with that name and I didn't like them very much. I really loved someone with that name but that's all surface association. Mm -hmm. They're still looking at what's going on. People have that sense. They just can't read it. The Mm -hmm. same thing is true of color. So red, we now know that if we wrap a person in red and we put them into a biofeedback, they're going to be stimulated. Whether you like red or not, it doesn't matter. You're going to feel your energy field is going to be stimulated. The interesting thing with that too, is that there have been some studies done where people will be wrapped in red, And they're blind and they're still stimulated in their field. So the same thing is happening with names or with music. Um, So your energy will be affected by what's there, whether you know it or not behind the scenes.
0: I was just thinking about something too. Can a person have a really good first name, you know, energetic and all that, but then the last name is kind of, kind of if, you know, brings them down. Well,
1: originally, um, surnames were there to represent the trade of
0: mm-hmm. the family.
1: Um, we live a lot in matriarch and patriarchal societies, not matriarchal. And mm-hmm. so let's say that there is a family trade. Let's say the father is a blacksmith or a mm-hmm. farmer. The idea is that he would want all the children to be open to being a part of that trade. Well, if you have a surname that will support that business, the children are going to be more likely to be a part of the business. So we see bits and pieces of that. The name Kennedy, for instance, the Kennedy family, is all about humanitarian public service. Mm -hmm. And So many members of that family have gone into public service, whether it's politics or something else. Mm -hmm. And personally, they're following different paths, but they have that similarity. And so that surname will combine with the first name to affect everyday life, but it will lead in a certain direction as well. So all these components kind of mix together and you just have to look at what's happening with which. And speaking of surnames for women, when they marry, especially in our culture, most women will take on the surname of the spouse and That's meant to get her to be a part of the energy of that patriarchal unit. Um, But what a lot of women find, especially if they're professionally involved, is that when they marry, their professional life changes because Mm -hmm. now they're known by a different name. So very important for women to take a look at what's going to be best for them. Should they change their name professionally or should they not so that they maintain whatever success they have? Sometimes it's actually better to change their name and go on a much stronger path.
0: This is all really interesting because I mean, like you say, you can put all three names together and then come up with this life path.
1: That's exactly right. And so you can, um, It's I look at it as tools in a toolbox. So um, there are some celebrities like Cher, for instance, she really never uses her last name. So she, right. Madonna, same thing. They just take all that energy and they put it in one place. Um, And if it serves them, then that can work out really well. But let's say that somebody wants to write, they want to write a book. Mm -hmm. The energy that it takes to write a book is one that's somewhat isolating, um, being able to step into role playing in the mind and so forth. And so if a person wants to write a book, it could serve them to use one form of their name for the writing and another form of their name to help them in their relationships, so that they're not idol- isolating themselves from a partner or from their family.
0: Wow. Okay. This is—I mean, this is some cool stuff. This is—this is really cool. So if it, so, when, when someone comes to you, say for a baby name, where, where do you start with them? What's the first step you you do with them? Because I mean, they're all going to have to come to an agreement. Like you say, there might be a name that comes up. The husband's like, "Oh no, no, no! I knew a guy like that in high school. Mm-hmm. It's not going to
1: happen." Right. And it is a anyone that's named a child knows how difficult it is. You think, oh, it should be no problem. You know, I like this name, this name. But when you figure you're going to attach that name for life, it's a lot more of a challenge to say, I really want to get it right. So generally what I'll do when parents come to me, I actually have a whole questionnaire that they fill out asking them about their family dynamic. Let's say that they're a very adventurous family where you don't want to give a child a name that's very tentative or um, someone that's more cautious because they're not going to fit into the role as well. Mm -hmm. I look at the siblings' names. I look at the parents' names. And then I take a look at the names that the parents are already considering and saying, okay, here's this particular name. Some people will actually say, all right, I want my child to be a golf pro. So give me a name that's going to have my child be a golf pro. Um, So you can then look at the name and say, here's what it's going to bring. And then do you want to go that route or not? Sometimes people will choose names that are the name, is the name of a relative. Take a look at that relative's life and see what kind of life they led. Was it a hard knock life or was it a very successful life? If it's a hard knock life, you may want to honor that person but you're not going to honor them by putting your child on the same course. So Mm -hmm. we take a look at all of that. We look at nicknames. I don't advise using nicknames unless you know what they're going to bring. Um, We look at how the middle name then fits into the mix and what full name is going to work best. And then the parent has a good idea of how they're going to educate their child about their own name so that, they can tell the world, Hey, this is who I am. And this is why my name is what
0: it is. Wow. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, have people got, gotten back? I mean, like, cause you've been doing this for a long time. So have, have people you work with, you know, given names to their kids gotten back to you and said, Hey, wow, this was spot on. This, this was great.
1: It, it really has worked out that way. In fact, I worked with um, a woman who she came to me to name her son. And she told me outright, she said, I want the strongest name I can possibly have for him. Um, I want him to be a leader. I want him to really step out, have an extremely successful life. So we chose a name that was going to bring just that. And then when she was going to have her second child, she came to me again. And she told me what she was looking for. But she said, you know, I have to tell you that it's been very rough. She said, I can't control his behavior. So what she didn't realize is that her own name was more of a diplomatic name. So saying yes when she means no and being very sensitive to people getting upset with her. Mm -hmm. So her son was showing those leadership skills right from the beginning, he's raring to go, but she had difficulty trying to control that and didn't quite know what to do about that. So once she understood that, it was a lot easier for her to step up to the plate. Cool, cool,
0: cool. I'm looking at Athena right now. I guess Athena looked her stuff up. <laughs> That's cool, Athena. <laughs> See you got everybody you got everybody wanting to look their names up now. <laughs> Which is really cool. I've never thought of it that way, but you know, I, I could see that like it, like if you look at like some of the fifties um, you can think about this too, like some of the fifties movie stars, when mm-hmm. you go back and think like Rock Hudson, rock Then you had tab Hunter tab, you know, you had all these like one syllable names coming up and I guess it was catchy enough for people to look at them and, you know, and, and, and remember, it says it's a thing they're going to remember.
1: That's right. So there are, when, when you look at a name, there are really three different areas that are important there is the association that you have with the name. I always tell parents when they're thinking of a name, do a Google, excuse me, do a Google search, because if you pull up somebody who's um, let's say it's a porn star, it's like, uh Oh, we're not going to name our child that name. So you want to see what's happening because names do cycle. Um, Let's say that we have somebody in the limelight who got themselves into trouble or they've, lived a life where they're just not very successful Mm -hmm. that name then falls out of favor and so you want to take a look at those association values it's not that the name is good or bad it's just that in public opinion there may be a good or a bad aspect Um, along with that i tell parents to take a look at the popularity list the social security um, commission puts out a list every may of the most popular names And so you can see if the name you're choosing for your child is extremely popular. Once that child goes to school, there may be five people with that name in class. Right. I know from being a teacher that what happens then is their name gets changed around. So if I had three Tommies or Toms, it would be this one's Tom, this one's Tommy, this one's Thomas, or this one might be Tommy T. Right. So You don't want that to happen. And plus it, All these names start to merge together and you don't have that uniqueness. So that's the association aspect of the name. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the spelling and how easy is a name to spell? You want a name that when people hear it. A lot of times today, um, the first way that we meet someone is with our name. Mm -hmm. So we send an email or a text or something like that before they even meet us. They're meeting us through our name. And so if the name is easy to remember, easy to spell, it's going to make more of an impression. So the spelling is important. The number of syllables, how do the syllables merge together? Um, to if you have a very long syllable last name, you don't want to have a long syllable first name. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the energy of the name is really important too. And take a look at how does that play into the mix? There's often a lot of surprise people think that oh I look at a name and I think I know what it's going to be Mm -hmm. and that's you can't really tell that from just what you're associating
0: well this s comes along the line which is probably why you don't see a lot of kids named Lucifer that is exactly true that's right for obvious reasons I know there was a thing on Frasier one time where Lilith was flying to Boston and she ran into a gentleman on the airplane. And I forget what the meaning of Lilith is, but whatever it was, it was something almost demonic and dark. <laughs> okay. And so he knew what it was. And so she was impressed by it. But, you know, when you look at the personality of the character and what he said the meaning of the name was, the whole, of course, there were laughs. So I was just thinking of that when you were talking about that, too, because I thought, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. You know? And when it comes to acting, um, when, in, when a character is named according to the personality of the character, Forrest Gump is a really good example of that. Uh, Forrest is a name that will create that sensitive, diplomatic personality. And so the actor, whenever playing Forrest Gump, will be able to fit into that role quite a bit more easily than if that name had been one that was a powerhouse of a name.
0: What kind of bird do you have? (laughs) Just a parakeet. I do, too. Mine's very active, too. Yeah. That's really cool. Likes to add two cents worth. That's so why I had to do this and make sure it wasn't mine yelling. Mine, uh, mine's a night owl, so it comes up around like 2, 3 in the morning and decides it's going to have a good old time.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> you know? And you're just, you're just chatty like mine is.
1: Yeah, you can hear me, so. How old is it? Uh, about two.
0: Really? Yeah, mine's a little uh, under a year yet. Ah, uh, okay. Real young. Mm-hmm. This whole name, this name thing is interesting because, like, you like, like over the years, you yeah, know, I can think of names like, like back in the old days, it, you know, there was names like Caleb, mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. You know, just just different names. Like, I don't know what what Caleb even means, but I mean, there were names like that 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 were more popular than others.
1: That's right, and they were. Some of those names are coming back today, right. um, but the thing too that I I let people know is that when those names were first created and used a lot, it was a time when when it was really tough times and people were doing pioneering things like going across the country in covered wagons and things like that. Mm-hmm. So those names are going to really encourage that. One of the names that's top on the list now that was in, in past times was very popular is the name Emma.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, this is a name that's gonna encourage a girl or a woman to really stand alone and be very gritty and say, okay, I'm going to make things happen. And so that would have served a pioneering Emma quite well in times past.
0: Athena, I'm going to put that up on the screen. So you shouldn't have told me. This is uh, what Athena says about her, about her parents naming her and her sister. See? Classical gods and goddesses and nymphs. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I forget I have this little tool where I can pop things up like that.
1: Yeah, we like to have meanings behind the names that we give to our children, and that's why the baby books were so important. People would go and okay, Sarah means this, and John means this. Of course, they don't really that energy doesn't relate when you take it to this language. You've got to go to the language that name was created in.
0: <laughs> she put it. I love it. She she put the C above and ca- comment. It's because she knows that my I don't have the right contacts in. so she writes it in caps (laughs) I can see that yeah um yeah and you look at in John oh my god John has been around forever
1: it has absolutely yep so it's kind of weathered all the the decades centuries you see John coming up and we see people with it's a name that has some good diversity to it um So it has that ability for great people skills and at the same time leadership. So I think that's why people kind of sense that it works well. And it's a short name, easy to spell as well.
0: What about people that make up names for their kids?
1: You really have to be careful with that and um, ideally know exactly what you're doing. Um, And we're seeing a lot more of that happening now because people want their children to have unique names or even unique spellings of traditional names. And so it's something that can certainly be done, but again, you wanna be sure that when you're combining these letters in specific ways, that it's not gonna create any internal discord. Some names because of their energy patterns are really easy to live with. So in other words, they kind of balance everything out, keep things harmonious in your life. Other names are kind of like listening to hard rock music all day and all night. Right, And so if you're creating that name for your child and then wondering why they're, you know, throwing things across the room, it may be because of that energy that's coming through in the name. And you just don't realize that it's there.
0: I think, you know, if my mom and dad naming me, I think it was the thing that be named after my grandmother. When that movie came out, Charlotte's web. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. When I was in the elementary school, I thought I was going to die. I did because oh, that, just totally, that changed everything. Uh you know, so mm-hmm. I had to grow, I had to grow a spine back then. That's what it made me do is grow a spine because it, it, it was your You know, kids will tease. It, it was just over mm-hmm. the top, over the top for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my parents did this, in, did this in a good way, but you know, they didn't see that coming.
1: And you can't look forward. You don't know exactly what's going to happen down the road with these names.
0: <clears throat> now if somebody hates their name like Jennifer just wrote in she hates her name Jennifer why would you hate your your own name
1: I think sometimes people sense the energy in the name is not serving them that mm-hmm. happens a lot um and sometimes it's because there's just not an understanding of what the name is bringing um other times it's just kind of a um a misalignment with the name and That's sometimes a sign for people to say, okay, it's time to change the name. We have a lot of tradition in cultures for name changes. Um, If we go back to Native American life, names were often changed when someone reached a certain achievement level. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then the name would represent where they were going next in life. Um, But in current times, if someone says, well, my name just doesn't feel right, It's good to take a look at that. Now, with the name Jennifer, there's multiple choices. So you can go by Jennifer. You can go by Jen. You can go by Jenny. Um, And sometimes it's a matter of choosing the one that feels better. But if it's none of those, it may be that the name just doesn't feel like a good fit. The name Jennifer itself is somewhat of an isolating name. It is meant to create someone that's very independent, doing things on their own, And that might feel lonely sometimes. It's like, geez, I just wish that I could get more involved in partnership. But that's not what the name is meant to do.
0: Is that why sometimes people will just use their middle name as their first name?
1: I think so. I think there's that kind of um, compatibility sense with different names. And Mm -hmm. if your middle name feels better, maybe it's the spelling or maybe it's just the sense of the name. A lot of people will take that middle name as their first name.
0: Interesting. I see. I see. People must be going over to your website because Marisa just popped up now and says her name means from the sea. So they must be going over to check it out. <laughs> I see them popping it out. What did you say? <laughs> Jen's like, hmm. Um, it's just—it's so interesting. I know what's going to happen is I'll get to your website tonight, and I'll be over there for hours just <laughs> just to yeah, just to see. You know, it's one of those things. Uh-huh. You can't help but not plug names and like, oh, how about how, how about naming your animals? Your dog. Very That's-
1: important there too, uh, because of course the energy affects the uh-huh. animal. Um, I had a, a client who, she showed dogs, um, did a lot of dog showing, and she had a dog that was really problem in the ring. And she said, you gotta help me. So we actually made a change to the dog's name and the dog started winning because it just settled the energy down. So animals do respond to names as well. Not as much as we as humans do because they don't have the same thought process, but the energy is definitely there.
0: Excuse me, it's not you. thought not you, I have a bad tooth. The fix is getting down here. Uh, That's interesting. Because, yeah, I have a dog named Gypsy right now that um, she's really laid back, actually, with mm-hmm. me. She gets up with my friends. And it's, it's, like, it's like it's like she turns into Dr. Jekyll. Oh, okay. Mr. Hyde, you know. But the minute she comes back with me, it's kind of like having your own kids, you know. When your kids are with you, with the grandparents, they're angels, you know, or whatever. When sure. they come over to you, boom. Only with me is That's the That's right. Yeah. My friend That's hangs bad. out with her she breaks my dog literally because the dog is like all over the, all over the place. She steps out the door. The dog's like, okay, I'm fine. Um, This can be applied to almost everything in your life, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, we choose our careers as a result of our names. Um, So there's a factor there. Um, One of my clients came to me and said that, She just hated her job. She hated what she was doing. She was actually an accountant. And so we took a look at her name and her name was very people oriented. And of course, as an accountant, you don't have much interaction with people on an everyday basis. Right. And so I said, well, you know, maybe you should be looking at a different job. And she said, I don't want to because her father had paid for her education and she thought she would be really letting him down. But when she realized how important it was for her to be in a people oriented career path, she did consider moving in a different direction. So that's one of the things that I do with people is work with them with coaching programs to take a look at what are the influences in your name? What are they doing in your life? And once you understand that, then you can make the changes that can really bring you on a new path.
0: Now, I just had a thought along that line too. When you go to work somewhere, you can do this with (laughs) this can get really bad. I mean, you can get totally addicted to this kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know, and start looking at your boss's name and your coworkers name to see who you're going to work better with.
1: That's right. You can. So, um, a lot of times people have used my website just to take a look, let's say somebody is a salesperson or they're doing hiring. Um, they can take a look at the name and what is that name going to predict? Mm -hmm. in behavior and the type of focus that that individual is going to have. So that's another application for names there.
0: So what do you think, so, um, you know, on the overall, what what do you think is is the most common thing that that, that people do with this ability to do do this?
1: Um, Well, I think most people have no idea that there is essentially a language associated with names. Mm -hmm. But once people start to understand that, it opens up a whole new world. Um, I even work with people when they're dating and they're saying, OK, you know, I want to go online and look at some different options with dating. Well, take a look at what that name going to bring and the person that you may be interested in. So once you know that language, you can then apply it to different areas in your life. You can understand other people better. You can understand yourself better. The things that you might have thought were um, flaws in your personality might actually be strengths but you were just perceiving them from a different direction.
0: This is, gosh, I you know what? I tell you, you got me going to your site. That, by the time I get off here, boom, I'll be on your site. <laughs> checking this out because you got me so intrigued by this. Good. Wow. Okay. Hey, Jerry, you mind if we do your name? <laughs> do it. J-E-R-I. If you would. You don't have to. I'm just asking. To see sure. You. J-E-R-I? Yeah, J-E-R-I.
1: Okay, well, this name's got a lot of energy running through it. This is another one of those names full of adrenaline, um, but very well grounded as well. So lots of interests and in a lot of different directions um, meant to have a lot of different experiences in life and to step outside the box, be unconventional when necessary. Um, and this is one of those names, like the Jason, not exactly the same. But if someone tells Jerry, you can't do something, she's going to say, just watch me do it huh. because there is that strength and confidence level. That's there in that name, kind of fueling everything.
0: Cool. 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 Oh, Marisa says you can do hers too. Wow. If, if, if you want to.
1: And what is that name? Yes. Issa It's a very strong name. So it's a name that's oriented toward people and partnership, so Marisa's gonna be much better, feeling much better in life partnering with others rather than standing alone, but a lot of leadership capability as well. So partnering with people, enjoying that diplomatic quality with others, but stepping into a leadership position. Um, One of the things to watch with a name when you have diplomatic qualities is that you don't fall into dependency with other people and you really stand in your own power. If people are asking you to do things you don't want to do, you'll say, nope, I'm not going to do that and do the things that you really feel are right for you.
0: Cool. Athena's asking if you would do hers, please. And what is the spelling there? A-T-H-E-N-A. Okay. And I always
1: look at that spelling. Very important. So this is a name that really encourages philosophical orientation in life. It's actually the same name chord as Oprah. And so it's uh, really sparks up the intuition, the sixth sensory awareness of what's going on. And at the same time, always looking for how things work. So philosophically looking at why does this work that way? And why does this work this way? Very practical nature as well, but very important to key into that intuition and trust the sixth sense along with the practicality and responsibility.
0: Awesome. 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 Everybody says, thank you. Great. You're popular. Thank you. (laughs) I'll do mine in private. (laughs) I'm afraid of mine. I don't know what mine's going to come up with, but um, how many of these do you do a day? Or how many clients do you, do you work with a day?
1: Um, Well, it varies. So generally when people are working with one of my coaching programs, they meet with me once a week over a period of time. Uh, because it really does take some awareness of what's happening when you're working with names. Um, Had a client a few years ago who was very dissatisfied with her life and she said nothing was working. Right. So she actually wanted a name change. So we went through a coaching program and changed her name. And over the course of about a month, she said to me, she said, it's, it's just disaster. Everything's falling apart even worse. Um, so I asked her what had happened. Well, she said originally she had wanted to sell her condo, wasn't happy with where she was living and she had condo on the market for two years. She changed her name and the condo sold, but she didn't know where she was going to live next. So Mm -hmm. she was concerned about that. Um, she was in a long-term relationship that she was unhappy with. And when she changed her name, the relationship fell apart and well, now I don't have anybody now I'm lonely. So there were things changing in her life, but that's where the coaching aspect comes in to say, these are the things that were dissatisfactory to you because of this, but now how do you bring in the things that are what you really want with that mm-hmm. name vibration?
0: Interesting. Jen has asked that you, if, if you would do G E N J E N, I'm sorry. J E N. Yeah. someday I learned to spell.
1: Okay. <laughs> now, this is another name with a lot of adrenaline. So, again, that's pumping 24-7. I tell people you know, adrenaline and pumping in this kind of a name. It's when the car is in the garage, the adrenaline's still going. Um, so that's something that can sometimes be difficult to control, kind of an anxiousness or anxiety. Let's get going. Let's move. Let's do this. Let's do that. So at the same time, a lot of desire to blend and merge with people. Mm -hmm. And to have relationships with people. But from a standpoint of, again, personal freedom, not getting too tied down. So going back and forth from wanting a relationship and then saying, nope, that's holding me back. Don't want that relationship.
0: Okay, cool. Pamela, are you still out there? She might be having dinner. (laughs) So when somebody comes to you and wants to look at this stuff, what do you say to them? Is it a long process or can you do it right away for them or... or like, in the, like like, with the baby's name? I mean, how long does it take to really come up with a name? Because I know like you say, some people will say, oh no, I don't want that name because so-and-so or whatever. So how long is the process?
1: Um, it really depends on the person. So sometimes people just do an hour consultation with me mm-hmm. to take a look at all of the name components and what's there. Other times, if somebody is looking at a name change, that's a l- more lengthy process because you always want to take a look at, the original name and what it was meant to teach you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to run from our problems cause it's going to run right back into them. And so um, I work with people to say, why is it that you want to change a name and let's make sure you've got that taken care of. So that could be a longer process with baby naming. Sometimes people already have a big list and they say, I just want to help you go through my list. And that might just be one or two meetings. Um, Other times they're starting from scratch and saying, here's what I want to do. And that might be a little bit of a longer process. So I work with people anywhere from a half hour hour consultation to a coaching program that could work for four to six weeks, sometimes even three to six months.
0: So I guess it's not like it used to be where you pin the phone book pages up on the wall and uh, put a blindfold on and and, and grab a push pin and just go for it. Well, you
1: could, but it's not really the best outcome.
0: Interesting. And like, like when people say name, name their kids and stuff after grandparents, you have them look at that, and say, hey, look, you know, what are the best attributes of so-and-so? And, and...
1: Yes, absolutely. And also um, we see this a lot with juniors. So mm-hmm. when a child is named after the father, for instance, you want to be careful <clears throat> to say, what is that child going to be called? Uh, My dad's name was Joseph. Mm -hmm. And so my oldest brother was also Joseph, but he was always called Joey because you didn't want to get the confusion between Joe and son. So you want to take a look at that as what's going to happen. When you're naming your child within a family after someone else in the family, how is that name going to be altered as a result?
0: Interesting. And why would somebody want to use a nickname? I mean, you know, uh, like, for instance, my name, people call me Charlie, people call me Char. Why would I want to, like, switch from, from my physical name to something like Charlie?
1: Um, as human beings, we tend to shorten everything. I don't know why that is, but we do. Um, we create nicknames, we create pet names, all of that sort of thing. Um, it's just a common, and and it seems a little cozier when, or more familiar when you're shortening a name, when you mm-hmm. know someone. But really important to not do that unless the person is saying, okay, you can shorten my name. Um, I used to teach high school as well. And so on the first day when I take a look at the name lists with the kids and I would ask them how they would want to be addressed. And sometimes they would say if there were multiple, like Elizabeth, for instance, you've got Elizabeth, Liz, Beth, Lizzie. How do you want to, you can call me anything. Well, you never want to do that because each one of those names will take you in a different direction.
0: Okay. That's, that, that, I mean, so I keep saying interesting. That's because it is interesting to me. You know, this, like I said, I've had this done before. I think what mine was was my, my name and colors. And oh, okay. corresponding to my name. I've never done a thing with name and numbers before. Huh. So this is why I'm so into this. Okay. It's called, what's she saying? I am blind. Oh, Jerry says
1: she's called Jed and her family. She's called
0: what? Jed. Seriously? <laughs> oh, she so- says sometimes Flo or Chuck. Chuck, I can see. Chuck, I can understand because Jerry is a terrific cook. Ah. And she's done events, so I can see Chuck. Chuck wagon. You, you, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I, I can see Chuck. Flo or Jed. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, I can understand, uh, you know, uh,
1: <laughs> we pick up names in different ways along the way.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And you think now it, it, Do you think it's harder now for parents to choose names than it was like in the fifties? I think
1: it, it is because there's more options. Um, in the fifties there was a lot of tradition that went into naming. So oftentimes it was a family name. Or if there were religious connotations, maybe it was a confirmation name or the child was named after a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were less, and there were the same names that were repeated over and over so that there was that familiarity. But now people want that uniqueness for their children. So a lot more lot more options.
0: Yeah, I think this generation that came in behind my generation. I'm not mm-hmm. saying how old I am. But we'll just say that. I think they're the ones that, that want that uniqueness.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: They're the ones that are making up the names of their kids spelling and all that. And that's right. funny, you know, because I mean the Hollywood, what else do they do in Hollywood? I mean, that, that's the thing. So people look to the movie stars and stuff for inspiration for names, even, you know, and, and to see what they're doing. So there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that people, I think it is a case too, where people want more for their kids.
1: They do. Absolutely. Most parents are looking for that for their children and they want their children to overcome some of the things that they've struggled with in their own lives.
0: But mm-hmm. if they can do it with a cool day so be Soviet,
1: right? Exactly. You
0: now Here's another thing where you're looking for a job, let's go back to that. And you're looking at, at the names of a business. Mm-hmm. You can do numbers for that too, to see how well that job is going to fit in with, with, with your name, right? Absolutely. Yes.
1: So when I do profiles for people, I'll actually give them some of the categories of jobs that would work best for their personality so that they can have a little better sense. So the individual that I mentioned would not likely go into accounting to please her dad. She'd go into something that's much more people-oriented.
0: Fantastic. This hour blew by. Certainly did. It did. This was great. Absolutely fantastic. Last question I have for you is, and here we go. You're standing on the strip in Las Vegas and there's a couple of other people that do similar work as you do. Mm-hmm. How do you get people to come into your place to talk with you?
1: Well, first of all, I don't know anyone actually in the world who does what I do right in the way that I do it. Um, so I think it's, it's just letting people know once I talk about what's happening and it starts to resonate with them, it's like, Oh my gosh, She knows me more than anyone else, and she's a stranger. So I think I can probably pick up some information about myself and talking with her.
0: How can people find you?
1: Um, At my website, which is MarianaCorwitz.com, And there you can do consultations, coaching programs. um, And I have a couple of books right now. My Name Power 101 book, which is my initial book that I wrote, on the influence of names. I'm in the process of expanding that and it should be available in its next format this summer. Mm
0: -hmm. But I do
1: have my address and cycle book there because I also work with cycles and how we go through cycles on a daily, monthly, and yearly basis.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. And I was going to say what's next for you, But, but, but you're working on a book update, right?
1: Yes. Redoing that book. And then eventually the next thing after that is I do want to have an online class for names so that people call the name method so that people can actually get online and study this so that they can make it a bigger part of their own lives.
0: Fantastic.
1: Be coming back
0: thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. You too as well. really enjoyed yeah. being
0: with you. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. I would love to get you on at a later date to talk more about this stuff because this is fascinating. I mean, Sounds everybody's great. really into it tonight. And uh, yeah, uh, Jerry said, "Oh, Jen says this was great. Got all the thank yous and, Fantastic.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. You have a good evening. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. I learned a lot. I know I always say that, but I mean, this was great. In fact, I want to go to her website. I didn't want to do mine in the open like the rest of you guys. I'm shy. So I'm going to go to her website and, and do my name in a few minutes here. But uh, everybody, I'm glad you stuck in. I'm, and I'm glad you got your names done. And um, like I said, I can't say much more. I learned so much from her about this. I do at the end have a teaser for her books and where you can get them and another teaser for her website so you can find her. She's got a couple websites actually. And uh, yeah, tomorrow now, we're kind of along the same line tomorrow. The woman named Lon is going to be on. First name only, Lon. She's going to be on with us and she, a, she, she studies art and geometric lines along the line of what we were talking tonight. And this has to do with with your future and and, and 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 your lives and then it also i believe because i kind of ran this by her it has to do with ley lines as well so it's how geometric lines can influence our lives so she's going to be on with me tomorrow at 6 30 p.m pacific so i'm looking forward to that and i hope you are too if you're watching on youtube please subscribe there's a little guy in the corner down there with the he's a ghosty and he's got a sherlock holmes hat on and he's got a big magnifying glass that's our uh california haunts mascot that's how you survive to survive Ha! shows you what i need that's how you subscribe there's 260 videos there that you can watch it's topics like this like i said i don't just don't do ghost haunts or ufos or anything like that i do a whole plethora of topics and then just about anything you can think of is over on that site this is just an example tonight you know we kind of veered off just like tomorrow night but uh yeah check it out subscribe because we're looking for subscribers I want to thank everybody that's that's donated. Oh my gosh, we're doing so well, and I really appreciate the donations. You know, we got to support this, and and I still have to pay the bills this month. I still, you know, got got a ways to go, but uh, for what we've gotten so far, thank you so much. And you can do that at PayPal.me at California Haunts, or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, go to Venmo and then type in California Haunts. But I really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Okay. Again, tomorrow we're going to be back with Lon, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. And my class is finally posted, Jen. My class is posted. It's over at Meetup right now. So it's a ghost hunting one-on-one class. I'm going to put this out in the public out there, too. We are rebuilding our team. We're in the process of rebuilding our paranormal team right now. So a lot of the people that take these ghost hunting classes, there's a ghost hunting one-on-one class, and then there's a ghost hunting one-on-one technical class. People that take these classes are the people I'm going to choose for my team members. Okay? So um, and, you know, and that's how we do it. All my team members learn the same classes, or they don't get to be team team members. Everybody goes through the same training. So um, let's see. What we got. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So if you're interested in learning the ins and outs of ghost hunting, this is the way to go. The the first class is aimed for not only the paranormal group, but it's also aimed for the person that just wants to go hang out at a haunted hotel. It'll teach you how to it'll teach you how to do an investigation on your own. That is productive, so that you don't, know, so that you know the difference between a ghost and other things. That's what it's going to teach you. Okay? It's a lot of protocols on there, just like the second class teaches you what triggers those machine or the, 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 those other say machines, or machines. What what triggers those meters and all the other equipment? So they're both really good classes. But the first one coming out is going to be the, the main ghost hunting one one class. But anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow at 6:30 p.m. Pacific, so we can meet up with Lon. So let me run this, and I'm going to show you her books and where you can get them. Here we go. Websites, thebabynamingexperience.com. And mariannacorwitz.com. Book, addresses. Addresses count. do 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 do, do. Okay. Name Power 101 and Baby's Names is the third book and you could pick those up at Amazon or on her website because I saw them over at her website when I was looking at the website yesterday. Okay. Again, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people anyway, because we're equal opportunity. We're trying to get the we're trying to get this show out there because we think we 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 think we've got a pretty good show. So anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow at six thirty PM Pacific. Have a good night.